inspiring and equipping you to live the life you're destined to live. This is the Ascend Men Podcast. When this episode drops on the 11th of February, we'll be into the final fortnight run-up to Summit 23, an evening when over 100 of us will enjoy great food, drinks, games, entertainment, worship, and visiting speakers. If you've not signed up yet, check the show notes, visit thec3.uk forward slash ascend summit, or email ascend at thec3.uk. Leave it any later, and you might find that we've sold out, so don't hang around. According to the experts at Brides Magazine, here's what women want in a man. Confidence, trustworthiness, integrity, compassion, emotional availability, respect, a sense of humour and maturity. I don't think anybody would argue with any of those qualities. But in Ephesians 5, 22-33, Paul compares the union of husband and wife to that of Christ and the Church so we might expect that a relationship founded on Christian principles would have higher or more specific expectations than Brides Magazine. With Valentine's Day rapidly approaching, we thought it would be good to hear from two of our C3 ladies what matters to them in a relationship with a man. A big Ascend Men welcome to Rachel Hales and Rosemary Wiener. Hi, Rachel Hales here. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Alan. You're welcome. It's great to have you here today. And Rosemary? Hey, hello. Good to be here as well. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, so we've just heard about the Brides Magazine top qualities. What's on your list? Well, for me, rather than having a list, it's more about negotiables and non-negotiables. Mm. Um, my non-negotiable is a Christian man who loves God above everything. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then the negotiables are what they look like, where they're from, whether they have a university degree or not, like those things, they don't matter as much to me. Oh, I had a 23-point list, (laughs) which I actually wrote when I was 33, I think. Mm. I think as I grew up, I always had little things that I thought, oh, that could be something I might look for in a man. And I think for me, it was always about a bit like, you know, the character, not not so much about how much money they had or, Mm. you know, their status, but that they loved God and what their character was like. So I can totally agree with you on that one. So, so you're serious? You really did have a 23-point list? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's been really great to reflect back on that list. Now I'm married. And look at whether my husband actually <laughs> ticked off any of them. He did pretty well, actually. Um, but there were things that I just thought was really, were really important, and they weren't things like what he physically... None of them were about physical attributes mm. or like... Mm. Um, Rosemary said about um, their status, more about their character and there were things that I'd seen in other people that I thought oh I I really like that, like generosity I wanted to Mm. marry a man that had a really generous heart that wasn't always about money but gave of themselves and their time Mm. so yeah. And I suppose it's interesting you talk about what you've seen in other people so that sort of suggests role models Um, how have role models played in your selection of a a man? Hmm. Good question I think when we think of role models, we initially think of parents. Um, my parents are divorced, so I've observed what works and what doesn't work. Mm. Um, so I've learned from them. 
But for me, more importantly, is to see other people in the church. Um, are not only male role models, I think, learn a lot from, from women, um, what they can look for in a husband. Um, but yeah, I found it really helpful to have friends who are married and observe them, how they treat one another, how they talk to each other, how they laugh together, especially those who have Christ at the center of the relationship, how they pray together, things mm. like that. Mm. So yeah, um, for me, role models are those Christ-like couples or Christ-like men um, who bring Jesus to the relationship. Mm. Great. And Rachel? Yeah, I agree with that. I think also it's looking at what you don't want in a marriage. Yeah. Like but so you said no negotiables, non-negotiables, and it's things like actually what marriages have I seen that I think are, that I would like my relationship to sort of be like as well, like you said, having Christ at the centre. The other thing is also to look at non-Christian relationships, and there's, there's some um, things within those that you might think, oh, I, I wouldn't want it to be like that. And I think that's not meant to be critical or judgmental, but... I know how hard it can be for some couples to to work through stuff if God isn't at the centre and um, having dated people that didn't have a faith and knowing I would always want to marry somebody that was a Christian ultimately. Um, some of the stuff that you go through in a marriage, having God at the centre, that three-chord strand that isn't easily broken is so fundamental to ensure that you can get through life's challenges. So yeah, I think that. And also my father, he was somebody that um, I would really respected and, and look to. And so he sort of modelled to me some of the qualities mm. I'd be looking for in a man. Mm. Just to add to that, for me, as someone who works in a church and I'm passionate about church ministry, I kind of observe couples who are in ministry. I'm not thinking like, I. for me, it's not a non again, non-negotiable negotiables. I don't have to marry someone who is in ministry, but I would like to see someone who understands ministry, in church ministry. Um, so I do observe like Steve and Angie, for instance, mm. how they work together, how they push each other towards the things of God. Um, yeah, so I think that they might be some role models for me as well. Mm, great. Yeah. I guess it's like what, uh, you know, as you were saying about understands ministry, but finding a partner that can really support you in the things that you are passionate about and you care about and um, push you forward into going, you know, I believe mm -hmm. in you. And, and I certainly know my husband is a real encourager of everything I do. And when I doubt myself, he's the first person to go, come on, you can do this. And I think he isn't in any way threatened or challenged by what I do in my, my work or my life. And he's just going, how can I help you to become better at what you do, but to serve God in everything you do? And I think it's vice versa. And I did my marriage prep and it talked about always preferring the other person. And therefore it's about supporting their goals. But I guess, Rosemary, it's a probably like finding somebody that you feel that you can share similarities in the things of life you enjoy doing together or the things that you like you know those things out of church where it's you know mm. do you enjoy eating out do you like travel what are the things that you enjoy and you actually learn things from each other as well the other person introduces you to things that you perhaps wouldn't have tried mm -hmm. and it's a willingness to go well because you love it I'll, I'll do it with you rather than oh i'm not not going to try that yeah uh, so uh what about christian dating sites mm. I must admit, I've tried them. My issue with Christian dating is that they're pretty much like any kind of dating, like culturally, but we just add some Christian elements to it. Um, and I struggle with it because it's mainly about chemistry and things you find in common. So you'll find just photos to see if you like the person physically or not, and then interests. And 
there might be a small section about what kind of Christian you are, what you know, what's important for you about church. But the problem with that is it's still chemistry focused. So you'll focus on whether they like rock climbing or nature, and everyone would like nature in in these apps. So um, I struggle with that because I don't see Jesus at the center there, and mm. I, I don't think mm. you can build a strong marriage on hobbies or chemistry. I think those things you can learn and enjoy, and they are really really important. But I also think chemistry is something you have to work on and you can have it later on as well. So I think that cannot be the first main thing when you're looking for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn it, you work on it. I'm sure married people will know, like they need to make sure they keep interested in each other. And, you know, like it cannot be the main thing. Valentine's Day is fast approaching. Um, can you think of a really good date that you've had with a guy? Good dates. Um, for me, a good date I've had are those where I've had really good conversations. So it's not even really about going to the restaurant or being super romantic. It's just having really deep, meaningful conversations. Mm. On, um, in your first date? On my first date. Oh, first dates I always find a bit awkward, especially if you don't really know people because you're nervous and you're wanting to find about each other. Um, so yeah, not a big fan of first dates, but you kind of have to have them. Um, having said that, I think the best date I've had, and this is now reflecting on it rather than understanding that in the moment, was this guy telling me why he asked me out. And it totally took me by surprise because you normally expect, oh, I liked how you looked or you made an impression. And again, you go back to these whole chemistry things that again are important, but not the main thing for me. Um, but he said to me that he was really attracted by the way I was serving other people in church. And mm. it was back in the time I was working at Colum's Coffee. Um, and I might have felt quite unseen in some aspects, but I was working really hard on serving. And I felt like God was teaching me about serving other people and loving people first. But he saw that. And it was the fact that he saw what mattered to me, which was serving God. That for me, that was the best date I've ever had because he saw what really mattered to me mm. and made me feel seen. It wasn't about my looks or my hobbies or, yeah, it was just about Jesus. Great. Oh, Valentine's Day fast approaching. <laughs> I, I always really struggled with Valentine's Day. I think a lot of women who are single do. It, it, it's not, it's a day in the, the diary in the calendar to, to you know be with your loved one and then when you know you don't have that it's almost like oh do I hang out with my girlfriends or do I sit at home and you're trying to avoid and oh I haven't got a card or all of that and I, I think I always struggled with valentines and I don't mm. think I can recall any dates really around valentines either with my husband or with any other dates that I specifically went on I certainly don't remember having any yeah. specific ones at valentines I can remember dates that were really bad. Um, and actually going back to Rosemary's point about um, Christian dating, I, I did a couple um, and like Rosemary said, you know, you're swiping through, but you're looking at, do I physically find them attractive and almost ruling them out before you yeah. get to getting to know them and having it. So you've got to be really careful. But I do know for some people, um, Christian dating has worked because it's extremely hard to find um, a partner um, it isn't impossible for God but it is hard your pool is smaller when you are not looking at just secular dating of people that aren't um, Christians 
But I think you can try lots of different things like people fixing you up on blind dates or mm. Christian dating or just being quite proactive in church to talk to people or to socially go out and be in the places you can meet people. Um, so my, my dates that I had that I can recall were from being put on blind dates, which I was so open for, <laughs> yeah. or Christian dating that, that were pleasant, but not really anything to really remember, no. As we look to wrap up this this episode, um, I think one question for each of you would be just around, you know, men are looking to, to maybe date a, a lady for the first time or maybe going out for a special occasion with Valentine's Day and things coming up. What would be your top tip for having a date with a guy? Top tip for a date? I would say take it seriously, but also not too seriously. As in know what you want, what you're looking for. But on first day, just go for it. Ask someone out. You're not getting married on the next day. It's an opportunity to get to know each other. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. Move on quickly. Don't make a big deal of it. Especially in church when we're like, everyone might be gossiping. Oh, they went out. Just, you know, let's, I think everyone should chill a bit more. <laughs> and, yeah, and relax. I'd agree with, yeah, I'd agree with that. It can be quite, um, you know, kind of guys think if... Uh, uh, they're going to ask a lady out, you know, do they, do they think that I want to marry them? You know, oh, you know, and actually we just need to really relax in it. But actually there's nothing wrong. I, I instigated, um, uh, well, no, my husband will probably say he instigated it, actually. <laughs> we, we both sort of instigated, I'm kind of interested. Um, and I was the one actually who eventually said how I felt. And I always thought, no, 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 I want a guy to pursue me and they can do all the running and I'll be available. But actually it's about building a friendship, getting to know somebody going out for coffee keeping it pretty relaxed and our our marriage started on building a friendship um, and then it developed from there and we got to know each other so I think if it does that and you want to spend more time with that person it can be the lady asking or the gentleman asking I don't think it really matters Mm. Um, and like Rosemary said keep it really relaxed and particularly in church it's very um, it can be quite intense and actually we just need to take out the pressure and people around and not gossip and let just people hang out get to know each other but my, yeah I don't have dates like not a first date because I'm you know now married but you know we try to create quality time with each other which people kind of in the church know as date night um, and at that time when we do create that space for each other it's so important to communicate I think that's a critical element of any relationship and your ability to be vulnerable with each other and to also be willing to grow together and, and learn from one another. And I think I found in my my marriage that the, the critical thing was, was my um, partner keen to learn and to grow and to grow with me and to grow with Jesus. And I think if you've got Jesus at the centre and you grow together and you support each other, that's a brilliant foundation to move forward because anything else is much more possible. That's a great place to, to close things with uh, the two of you with Christ at the centre growing together. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful picture for uh, relationships that are already in place for those guys who are already uh, married or in relationships or for those who are looking to start that journey to look for that trinity of uh, you, the other person and Christ in the centre I think is, uh, is, is a wonderful picture. Right. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much, Rachel. Thank you, Rosemary. It's been great having you with us today. And uh, I bet there's going to be loads of questions coming out of this, so I can see you both coming back in a few months' time. Yeah, Uh, we'll be up for that, won't we? Yeah, Yeah, we can do a Q&A. Yeah. Yes. God bless you both. Thank you very much for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ellen. That's it for this Ascend Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please share it with a mate.
To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we are stronger. Stronger.